Welcome to Watch Party Wheel of Time. I'm your host, Ruark, joined once again by my co-host, Saima. What up, wheelies? And, of course, by the panel of newbies. Say hello, panel. Hello, hello. panel. Our panel today, we've got David. To destroy life on a planetary scale? Is that what you're defending? Samaria. Sup, y'all. DW. It's not my fault! Siobhan. Hey, everybody. And Greg. Hey, how you doing? And today's episode, we're going we're gonna to do a little bit different this episode. It's not going to be just one topic. We're going to start out talking about the season two wrap kind of mini trailer that they gave us. And then we're going to move into a little bit more of a game show. We're going we're gonna to play a game show with our, with our panel today and see what kind of uh, Wheel of Time knowledge they've picked up in the course of this podcast so far. Um, so uh, let's just kick this thing right off. Uh, Slima, do you want to take us out of the gate? Yes. So um, I want to say thank you to Lauren over at Unraveling the Pattern, who put together this great um, Wheel of Time Season 2 teaser rap party breakdown. So um, based upon um, that video over on YouTube, you can go check it out. So Lauren breaks the um, the teaser th into four different um, areas. We've got shots of the table read. Then we have shots of props and then we have stunts. And then we have about four different location areas. So we want to open it up to the panel and see anything that they maybe picked up. Table read. I don't think anyone's going to really have much to say about table read. I loved, I loved the shh that was done at the camera. One of the actresses just turned like shh at the camera. I thought that was really cool. And there was also a lot of blurring done. So for, oh, for yeah. those of you who don't know, <laughs> you probably picked up on that. Previously, when they didn't realize how crazy the fandom is of zooming in and unblurring anything that they see. <laughs> yeah, they did a really good job with the blurring there as well. So It's really impressive also because they didn't do it digitally. It's some guy was really good at placing the Vaseline on the lens. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> well, would you believe some people actually still think that they can unblur the, the table, the name cards? So well, we years might, of we CSI might see and NCIS have taught us that all you have to do is enter it into a program and enhance, and that can clear up <laughs> any zoom image. and enhance. Zoom oh yeah, and zoom enhance. and enhance are just they're they're flawless. They're um, no one of the things I did notice about that wheel that we see uh, at one point in the thing. I don't know if everybody caught, and I wanted to check with everybody. Did everybody notice the manacles on it? I. I I saw something on it that I couldn't there tell quite what it was. There are two hand manacles, and if you look down at the bottom, there are two leg manacles. So uh -huh. that is Ooh. like a rack. Oh, it's a restraining That's for device. somebody to be hung there, and that I'm, made me wonder about weird stuff. Yeah, that's that seems yeah. torturous. Um, the other thing I wanted to, I fully admit that when watching the scene um, with, you see the back of the head and the designs going into it, I initially, when I first watched that, thought that was a makeup chair. And I wanted to watch it again so I could see what they were doing to the back of the person to do those designs. And then I noticed that she had a carving tool. And I'm like, ouch! And, oh, no, that's clay. <laughs> yeah. It's clay. But I still want to know. I don't think we've seen symbols like that. So that was that sent my mind in a whole bunch of different directions. What do those symbols mean? What are they going to be? Like, wh what are the type of people that are clearly getting some sort of prosthetic or something from this, this uh, you know, this mold? And uh, what is that going to be used for? I think that's going to be interesting. And then the height of that throw from that stunt is clearly somebody exhibiting inhuman strength. So my right. guess is that's somebody dealing with um, 
Oh gosh, any number of a giant or or one of the Trollocs or something throwing him that high in the air to plant him on the ground. Or an O'Gear. Or an O'Gear. Could mm-hmm. be an O'Gear. Mm-hmm. I just I guess my thoughts didn't go to that because they, they seem so peaceful that while and I'm slow. sure they could do that, I can't quite imagine them. You know, like grabbing somebody and throwing them to the ground. Like it, it seems like you'd really have to piss them off. And listening to Loyal, it seems like it'd be very difficult. You'd have to go around in circles and almost to the Drax ability of not getting that you're trying to piss them off. What is the matter, my friend? I don't understand why you're acting that way. Like it would take, it would piss you off more trying to piss them off. You end up throwing yourself in the air. Exactly. <laughs> We'll just save some The time only thing here. I could think of that could do that was maybe somebody dog-eared a, li- a page in a library book. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm interested, did anybody have any, uh, um, did their speculation go anywhere about that uh, that head carving that we saw going on that DW mentioned? I was wondering about if that had something to do with the uh, the boat folk that showed up at the end of season one. If maybe that's got something to do with with them, I'm not sure. Yeah, they did have very ornate. You're right. They had very ornate uh, designs on them and stuff. I'm going to be honest. I thought of the Boom Boom Man from Avatar who can channel energy through his third eye and blow things up. And I feel like (laughs) someone in the Wheel of Time universe could do that, too. Why not? I mean... That you know, being able to channel the source is crazy enough, and so if you can channel it through your eye or a third eye, you know, and the markings connect, yeah, and the markings, you know, help you, you know, channel. Why not? Yeah, and in, in Avatar, they were kind of a sniper, which was kind of a cool new concept that they put out. Yeah, that was wild. I noticed that the rack of prop swords that they showed us were all the same, suggesting that we're going to see an army that we haven't seen before, one of the nation states or something, and that uh, land war is going to uh, erupt. So I would actually say that that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to see multiple characters with the same sword, because we know that they make multiple of the same prop to be used. So we may have just been seeing one very important sword that belongs to one very important character. We don't know. It's possible Just too. multiple copies thereof. Yeah. Because yeah. it said something about having the same sword for different positions, you know, different shots, weights, handling. I think yeah. um, Daniel Henney spoke about his sword. There were different versions of it. So, but who knows? It could be. It could yeah. be. Sword. Typically it, it could that would be marked or. out better though. Those were all no, kind of like all it was in the same rat. It looked like it was in the beginning of the, you know, the, the, the process. So yeah, I, I initially got the same feeling like there's an armory. There's an armory being made there. It's, uh, yeah, it, it seemed like a mass production kind of thing. There wasn't a lot of really intricate detail to it. So, so just pound so them out and go. So if it is a a mass production for multiple actors an army or such uh what does that say about season two war yeah well i mean we do have the invading force coming Mm in uh so seems logical well the the only thing i would 
I, and I don't know that Wheel of Time is going to do this, but I remember how much they put effort in um, Lord of the Rings to give each army's weaponry such a specific nature to it so yeah. that you knew no matter which variation of it, there were certain markings, there were certain styles of the handguard, there were the pummel looked a certain way, and it told you which army you were dealing with just from that weapon. And by the mention of this being less ornate in that way, uh, and also I, I hadn't thought about it being multiple versions of the same one, but now that since that got said, um, I, I worked on the first Thor movie and I saw the cabinet that had all the Mjolnir's. And oh, they wow. were they they weren't you could put them on a rack because the person who's in charge of them knows which one is which and is putting them in an order. Well, like the you, third you can't one put is them the light on the one. rack because if, unless you're Thor, you can't move the damn thing. <laughs> well, true, true. Thor and he his prop master has to also be worthy. Oh, okay. You have to get a prop, so prop master, master that's worthy. Battery bill, good to know. Exactly. Right. Okay. Battery bill. But the question is though, DW, were you able to steal one? Were you able to pick them up and steal? <laughs> I, I will put this forward. This was before they were owned by Disney, and I was only on set for one day. I was a photo double for Volstagg. And um, so they did me in the full armor that Volstagg wears. He's the, the big heavy set guy with the axe. I got to hold the axe. I'm in his armor. I They did the makeup on my arm because I got touched by the, he gets touched by the frost giant. So you could see the wound of the frost touch on my arm. And I'm hairier than the actor who plays Volstagg, Ryan Stevenson. Uh, and so you can only tell it's me if it's Harry in that scene. <laughs> but there was also a whole scene that they didn't keep where we had shot one with actual practical ice giants, uh, guys taller than me. For those watching or for those listening, I'm 6'4". And uh, the, the, the people they cast as the frost giants in that practical scene were all at least two inches taller than me and buff as anything. And they painted them blue head to toe in like loincloths and everything. And there was a two-story set that had plexiglass and the frost giants were bursting up through the plexiglass as we were carrying, I think it was Sif, somebody, somebody else gets injured and we're carrying them across the, the plane as these frost giants. And I was like, oh man, I can't wait to see this episode and what aired is total cgi there is there is not a practical frost giant. that is on somebody's cutting room floor i'm all Sad. over that scene <laughs> it was a shot. shot but my my yeah, point the, i digress um my point is that i couldn't even get a picture of me in that armor there was no stealing of anything they were so protective even before disney got involved i knew about um what's his name getting frozen uh oh um i can't think of his name the guy who has the sword uh and controls the gate uh, but there's a point oh, where he gets Heim frozen heimdall heimdall uh there's a point where he gets frozen and they had that statue on the set and i'm like oh that's so cool and it looked exactly like the actor it was brilliant and yeah you you couldn't take your your phone out to get a photo and this was, you know, not pre-smartphones. These are little, but they like watched your phone and everything. There was no sneaking anything anywhere. But I got to hold Mjolnir. That was a really long way of saying you weren't worthy enough to pick up the hammer. Uh, I, got to, I said, I said at the end, I got to hold it. I couldn't steal it because if I stole it, I wouldn't be worthy. That's a mm, that's a hell of a catch. Right. A catch point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'd be so funny. You pick it up, you start walking out the door, it drops to the ground. Dang it! <laughs> So back to Wheel of Time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this has been another DW digression. 
any anything else that anybody picked up out of that that very very short little teaser that they gave us I want to talk about the set design for the White Tower because we get to go back to the White Tower. And I have frozen the um, the trailer so many times just to try and get a better look at um, the set because it is gorgeous and I love it. You see these um, beautiful window screens that have all the filigree and there's like one pillar that um, somebody's standing in front of that I can see like I don't know, half a dozen different designs just on the pillar alone that look like they're carved into stone. It's just, I can't believe how much detail there is in these tiny little shots. Yeah, yeah. The the cast um, in interviews have all said that the, the, the uh, sets that they've designed for the show are some of the most amazing sets that they've ever worked on. And, you know, coming from some of these actors that they've worked on some pretty amazing sets. So, so Siobhan, you've obviously looked at the tower scenes in a lot of detail. Is there a particular person you might have noticed at the side of any of those shots? Oh, well, now I'm going to have to go look again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, Nynaeve is hiding in there. Yay. <laughs> Barely. I had to watch it a few times to catch her. And what is Nynaeve wearing? white head to toe Ooh. foreshadowing novice yes so this shot actually made me go back and a lot of the fandom did a lot of the work and i wish i could remember the person on twitter who had zoomed into shots in season one um i think we've mentioned before in the deep dives or talking about the tower that you have novices the first level and then you have accepted the second level and then you get raised to the Aes Sedai. and Obviously, there's too much detail to go into for season one. But now that we go back and we can see there are distinctions in the the trainees. So you have novices that seem to be wearing ribbons around their arms. And you see them um, quite a few times, predominantly. Simon, I'm yes. going to cut you off. Okay. Too much detail. Yeah. <laughs> I was riveted. You were heading directly for a spoiler there. That... that <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> wow, that, that was a beautiful realization. <laughs> I'm looking out the window at the tree and like, oh shit! <laughs> okay, that I have was to say an though, oncoming train. Where, you know, this is With like, I'm like, I'm at least like 15, 16 episodes in, I think, and. I'm like, I want to give myself a pat on the back for getting this far and getting so close to a real big smile. I have been that close myself. There have been a few times where my mouth was open and I suddenly stopped. So, yeah. yeah. I, 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 okay, but yeah. I, I still hope that you guys will tell us when we get to those things that you almost spoiled and tell us, like, that's the thing I almost mentioned. I, I think in a lot of cases, you'll probably pick it up on your own. Yeah, this one, yeah. you will. Yeah. Wow, I'm so like, I was so on that train, you know? Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I wasn't sure if that's like what your destination was, but yes. I knew that, that you would be at least driving directly past there on your way there. And I'm like, No, oh, I was totally going straight through, yeah. straight through yeah. that station. Yeah, yeah. yeah that. pulling you all <laughs> with me. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Nice okay, so just scrap, scrap all that. We'll just like go all the way back to did you notice anyone? Maybe when Samaria says Nynaeve, we'll leave it at that. Okay. 
Spanish oh, no, in the trailer. That's, yeah. that's probably staying in, in. That's staying in. That's too too good a content right there. <laughs> what me going? Oh shit! Yes, exactly. <laughs> Mostly because anybody who's read the books is going to just die laughing, yeah. realizing oh, yes. wherever you were <laughs> headed. Everybody's going to die laughing when they realize it. Oh, okay, um, So, uh, any other thoughts pertaining to the trailer? Uh, does anybody have any expanded thoughts about that wheel? I, I know that wheels are, are so like important to this story, but like I said, I feel that's a torture device. Either that or a sacrifice or a channeling you know, maybe maybe somebody who can channel ties themselves up to it to get more direct to the source. Maybe it's some sort of like connection to it. I don't know, but a person hangs from there is all I do know. Yeah, that that's either got something to do with the white cloaks or, um, hmm, or someone else. I'm not well, sure. Have have so, we gone into what the white cloaks feel about the wheel? Like, do they also still believe in the wheel, or are they kind of their um, own religion? Uh, the white cloaks uh, are just kind of ultra the the religion of the land, which is not really an organized religion. But yeah, it's the belief in the light and the creator and the wheel and the pattern. Okay, and, I just want to make yes, sure they the, weren't the, like the, the white cloaks are just the the you know fringe and edge of that. God, I just want to make sure they weren't like the flat earthers or something, you know. <laughs> no, they, they the are the, wheelers, the, they are the square wheelers. Exactly, the square wheelers. <laughs> they are the children of the of the light. So yeah, yeah. So I just assumed that because we see the wheel in the setting of a desert, I assumed it was some kind of Aiel device. Um, you know, maybe it's that's how they warn people off at the edge of their territory as they Ooh. hang intruders there or something. That's oh, what I was wondering because so like of the desert and. Yeah, there's no trees to hang, or you know, can't really stick pikes in sand either. So yeah. this is the property line. Do not trespass. Yeah. <laughs> Beware, dog. Into the laneway. Don't come up the property. And man, they really mean it. And and I'm going to tell you the reason I'm I'm pressing you guys for info on this is because I have no idea what it is either. That's not anything that's described in the books. So that that to us book readers is is a big ooh, what is this? Whatever it is, it ain't fun. No, no, it does not look fun in the slightest. The wheel does have seven spokes though, so we know that it is supposed to be the wheel. We've already spoken about the stunt, the epic, you know, throwdown. Um who do we think that could be if it's a stunt person? Who could it be? Um, well, just from watching it myself, I believe that the person getting thrown was uh, Yosha Stradowski, was it not? I, I don't think so. so. And they, they showed him right afterwards, kind yeah, of they, like they showed giving Yosha a look. wearing that same uh, uh, like ballistic vest looking thing that the stuntman was wearing. So I think it was Yosha that was getting thrown around. Okay. I, I didn't think that was Yosha because you see the back of that person and then you see them being thrown. But then when they land on the mat, they have a little beard, which made me think of Uno. No, possibly. Also, Yosha would probably be wearing a wig. Uh, not during practice. Yeah. That's not true. filming. She is true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My money is on Yosha, but I could see it also being Uno. Uno could definitely end up in a situation where he was getting bodily thrown around like that. Yeah. 
just because I'm just thinking we want more, we want more Uno in yeah, season absolutely. two. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're willing it. it. Yes, <laughs> manifesting. Um, we know Rand is in the blight at the end of the first season, so there's a good chance he runs into some Trollocs early on. Oh, okay. But also, I know you know Rafe's really sneaky. He's known as a shadow runner for a reason. So the fact that the this, this, this scene goes from the stuntman directly to Rand at the table just makes me think it can't be Rand. That's just like leading us in the wrong direction. Red herring. Or does he know that you're going to know that he's going <laughs> in the wrong direction? So he's secretly leading you in the correct direction because he knows that you'll reject it. Mm. That I wouldn't put that Triple past him either. If I could have said yeah. that in Wallace Shawn's voice, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> So we've mentioned some of the locations. We've got the wheel in the desert. We've got the White Tower. And there are two other, potentially two other location shots. Did anybody see those? There's that opening shot, which seemed to be over a forest. Yeah. And wasn't so, one like basically an encampment? Yeah, it looked like a sort of an encampment on the edge of the desert sort of thing. And one of the things I couldn't tell about that shot was how much of that is the set and how much of that is potentially different film crew tents right. to hold certain things for something that takes place not even in that area. Like, Playback, is that a shot of services, camp, yeah. of base camp, or is mm -hmm. that a shot of a scene? Um, I did note, like, I noted what wasn't there. I noted that we had a lot of scenes that didn't, or we didn't get any scenes that were in towns that let anybody know of where things are going. And I think a lot of that was for the sake of people like Saima and Ruark, who, if they showed a town, <laughs> oh gosh, the, the internet would go wild with what town that is. Like somebody would be dissecting, there's a knocker on that door. I know that's Bill's door. Like it, it would be all over the place. So it's interesting to me that they didn't show any towns because I can't believe they're not going to find themselves in some. And we've all noted, as we've talked before, how interesting the towns are and how much we want to like walk around in these towns because they put such effort into them. So them not showing any feels like that was they knew how much would be deduced from that. I can tell you from experience that even if they showed us a location the likelihood of the fandom getting it correct is fairly low, just from leaked locations we've had in the past. Uh, for instance, we we knew that there had been filming at the castle that turned out to be um, where Loghain meets the King of Gaelden. Um, and we knew that there was that filming had happened there. We knew something happened there, and everybody was trying to figure out what that castle was standing in for, and every single one of them was wrong. Every single one of them was wrong Un until somebody got a little more information from the production crew. Just looking at the castle, nobody was able to, to figure it out. So, Interesting. Yeah. And a castle is not a minor landmark. No, no. Right. Long story short, we got nothing out of this trailer. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just, no, just a little bit of excitement, maybe. It was definitely a teaser trailer. The, the scenes with actors trying to see if I could pick out any new faces, but I mean, I don't even recognize the original actors without their makeup on, so. Right. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to see the new Matt in there, but obviously not. Yeah. I, mean, I think they're keeping him hidden until closer to the time. But just on what Siobhan said, there is one person 
at that table read that wasn't on, in season one, and that's the older lady with white hair that's sitting next to Maxim. And I have no idea who that is, who yeah. that could be. Do we have any idea who the actor is? No, I, I, I haven't yet seen anybody in the fandom come up with who the actor's, that, what the actor's name is. That's amazing because when yeah. we got the, the, the release of the first season table read, mm. uh, the fandom like was putting out these like time magazine layouts of like, here's <laughs> where we know people are sitting around the table. Here's where we know there are blank spots. We know this actor is the same person in this other scene. And we have them from two different angles. Did anybody recognize them? And like within a couple days, they had figured out most of the cast of the show just from taking little cues from the table read. But well, when the, did this come out? Uh, that was more than a year before the first no, season. No, no, no. When did, when did this current one come out? Oh, oh the... Uh, a bit uh, over a week ago. Okay, so that's a week. I was curious, like, maybe we need to just give him another day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was funny because I believe it was the actor who play ended up playing Tam was the one actor that they couldn't quite identify. Bran. Bran Albion. Oh, Bran. Yeah, they, they could not identify him. And, and it came down to, like, they were trying to figure out if the watch he was wearing matched a watch that... that some actor was wearing in in some picture from can or something it was ridiculous the the level wow. that these nerds go that's to. reddit levels of research yeah. uh speaking of which sometime in the future we're going to have those very people on the show yay um any more thoughts about the trailer before we get into the game show the only thing that i don't think anybody's mentioned the only shot was the uh the riders on horseback out in the desert oh, who yeah. could they be the the the, the 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 costumes didn't look familiar to me so no idea any thoughts anybody any speculation who they might be well really the only uh look at the IEL we've gotten was from the blood snow scene and that may not be their normal dress it might be like some battle dress that they wear so it could be Aiel. so we know that Aiel wear um a form of headscarf and the riders have a they, it's a silhouetted shot so it's hard to hard to see but it looks like they do have some kind of a headscarf that's just wrapped around the top of their head like that doesn't include the face covering well they're they're not in attack mode so they would have their veil down but anybody see the hair color no. Yeah, they've but their they, hair's covered. Yeah. I um maybe they're guards. I mean, they could be like okay, so I finally I finally after all this time watched the mummy, right? And so <laughs> <laughs> it's very popular. Which, which one? Wait, wait, which the first one, one the nine nineteen ninety nine one. Um okay, just not the there. Tom Cruise one. No, Tom there Cruise is in them? Never mind. Um <laughs> yeah. no, <Well> Brendan <laughs> Fraser. <laughs> the original. No. The original's Boris Karloff. Oh, yeah. Okay. Don't give Boris Karloff. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, Boris. Okay. Sorry, Boris. <laughs> right. And Sorry, so please continue some more. It's okay. So they remind me of <laughs> those who were guarding the city of the dead, who were trying their damnedest to keep Brendan Fraser and everybody else out. And then, you know, got run over and then had to, you know, save their asses. And so I'm, I'm just, I'm just speculating, but the scenery and their dress and them being on horseback just immediately reminded me of that. 
And so usually when I see, you know, that kind of deal going on in a desert location, either they're nomadic or they are guarding something. That's all I got. Can I, can I leave them with a non-spoilery final thought to zoom in on? I don't know. I don't know. Can, can you? you? <laughs> 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 oh, see, now I'm second guessing myself. <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay, so the wheel and the shackles. There is one shot where you may see somebody on the wheel. That's all I'm going to say. Mm. Siobhan's all over it. Siobhan's already all over it. Zoom, enhance. And with that last recommendation, we're going to cut to commercial and be right back with our Wheel of Time game show. Hi, I'm Dr. Pengalod. What seems to be ailing you today? Doc, it's the strangest thing. Every night after I've gone to bed, just as I start to drift off, I start yelling out strange words like Shire, Frodo, and Gollum. Last night I even yelled Mordor. I really don't know what to do. Ah, yes. I've been seeing this a lot lately. What you're experiencing is called Tolkien in your sleep. It's caused by an acute Lord of the Rings deficiency. Tolkien in my sleep? Oh no, that sounds serious. Don't worry, don't worry. It's really common right now. It can be treated with a very simple prescription. Here, take this. It's called Watch Party Lord of the Rings. Watch Party Lord of the Rings? It's a great podcast where they talk about everything related to Lord of the Rings. They go deep into the lore, talk about the film trilogy, old cartoon adaptations, and Amazon's Lord of the Rings series. Listen to it once a week and you'll stop Tolkien in your sleep in no time. Side effects of Watch Party Lord of the Rings may include happiness, giggling, merrymaking, jollification, witty banter, inner peace, enlightenment, and excessive Tolkien while awake. Caution, Watch Party Lord of the Rings may be addictive. And welcome back to everybody's favorite game show. Wheel of Time. That was perfect. Perfect is a word. Yeah. <laughs> a perfect is indeed a word uh that's right it's everybody's favorite game show wheel of wheel of time i'm your host ruark martindale <laughs> wow digging the, the skinny microphone by the way no oh, thank you yeah yeah uh and joined by my co-host sir simon it's nice to see you to see you nice, nice. <laughs> That's apparently a very funny joke for British people that none of us understand, but we'll we go with along. it. Hopefully the Brits got that. Mm. So our game show is just going to be a basic quiz game show. We're going to go through our, our contestants one at a time and ask them questions and then award them points depending on their answers. If they, after they answer, we will open it up for uh, anybody else to steal any additional points by, by uh, correcting or improving upon that answer. Uh, the points are, will be awarded randomly and will have no actual value. And uh, yeah, we're going to get this game underway. Wait, wait, do we have a grand prize in this thing? Uh, yes, the grand prize is a a brand new Turangrial. Ooh, ooh. Yes, brand new Turangrial. It, it's amazing. It will tell you if an if anybody named Philip is within 500 paces of you. I like nice. That. Okay. That's so handy. Yeah. That is so handy. Yes. That is our grand prize today. Uh, oh, crap, ooh. my neighbor's name Philip. It'll always be going off. <laughs> <laughs> and who's our first contestant? 
welcome Siobhan. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. <laughs> professional, professional. So, Siobhan, what is Perrin's favorite curry? Turnip, definitely. <laughs> he's, he's, he talked about it several times over the course of the show, so it had to be something that really stuck with him. Any other answers there? I would have taken Spicy. anything but turnip. Spicy. <laughs> anything uh, but turnip. Anything but turnip. <laughs> and that leaves us with no points for any of our contestants after the first round. Who's our next contestant, Saima? Welcome, Greg. Hey. <laughs> it's amazing how Pavlovian that sound is. I feel like I should be clapping along. <laughs> Applesauce. Uh, Greg, your question. Loyal is approximately how old? Uh, I'd, I'd, ha I'd have to say younger than a live oak tree, but older than anyone who has been United States president in the past 50 years. That answer is correct. Yay! You get five points for that answer. Uh, anybody All else right. have an answer to that question? Not old enough to know better. That point, that is also correct. You receive three points for that answer. Ding, ding, ding. Saima, who's our next contestant? Welcome, Samaria. <laughs> what was the dog who wasn't Novice Marine's dog called? I don't even remember a dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, since I don't remember a dog, I'm going to name the dog. And the dog's name is what I would name a dog, which is Astronaut. You know what? You get, you get three points for that anyway. Yeah. I like that's, that. That's Astronaut. a good name. Use the correct answer because <laughs> yeah. that's a great name for a dog. Yeah. yeah. It's actually Thank much you. better than the actual name. Does anyone anyone remember? Any, any other answers to that question? <laughs> that is correct, that, that, DW. That, yeah, yes, that, that's, that's one that's point for you. That's their name among their people. Yeah. <laughs> one point for DW. It rhymes with Henny. Jenny. Benny. Penny? Benny? Siobhan Jenny, has Benny. got it. Five points to Siobhan. What did you Jenny. say, Siobhan? Jenny. 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 So somebody has that dog's number. And who is our next contestant? Next up, we have DW. <laughs> there we go. DW, your yes. question. The Dark One's true name is blank. The Dark One's true name is blank. What is the Dark One's true name? The, tr the Dark One's true name is blank. True. Um, no. Um, <laughs> I, well, I will I know, give you one point for that answer. I know there's an argument between Ishmael and Ishmael, and so I don't know which one you want to hear. <laughs> I think that I, gets five points anyway. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say that neither of those is correct. Ah. 
Uh, let's open it up for other people to steal the points. Uh, anybody, does anybody know the true name of the dark one? Is it Arnold? Uh, that gets you half a point. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll go with half a point on that one. I don't know how to write half a point. Okay. Pine stick. <laughs> Pine stick. <laughs> Any other guesses as to the true name of the dark one? Fred. No, I'm sorry, that is incorrect. And the correct answer, the Dark One's true name is, uh, there's no fucking way I'm going to say the name of the Dark One. Do you think I'm crazy? That's a really long name. That is a really <laughs> long name. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm... Cthulhu. I am not saying the name of the Dark One. That's, that's not happening. Mm, I'm getting Beetlejuice <laughs> vibes. Oh, oh, don't say that two more times. Don't say that two more oh, times. Oh, uh, you couldn't pay what, me. Beetlejuice? I'm muting. Saima, <laughs> <laughs> who's our next contestant? Next up, we have Siobhan again. Also, I don't know why I'm talking like this. This is how game show hosts talk. So, Siobhan, from which Aja was Baldur's last victim? Oh, um, 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 we had this entire conversation about how he was killing healers, so yellow Aja. And the crowd goes wild. Yay! Five points. And that's enough crowd going wild. I was going to say even more <laughs> abruptly. Yeah. Oh, I was going to open that up to any other answers to that question. Well, I would say the Black Aja, but I know that there is no report of any Black Aja actually existing. So that can't be the answer. Uh, that answer is also correct, and you get uh, non-existent points for that. <laughs> Ooh. Because the points for for do not exist for an answer that does not exist. I, I'm go. fine with that. I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm collecting as many non-existent points as I can. Okay, that that was worth three non-existent points. Okay, oh, do non-existent points deduct from existent points? No, they just don't. They don't. It, those they don't go exist. in parentheses. Yeah. It, they would have to exist to counter something. Th th those exist in, in they exist in a different pocket dimension. Right. So yeah. just parentheses. No. Yeah. Oh, great. Wheel of Time has also gone multiverse. Jeez, every show. <laughs> and Saima, who's our next contestant? Oh, shit. I don't know. Um... <laughs> we have, we have Greg. The host. Polished <laughs> professionalism. That's what we have here. This is going swimmingly. And Greg, your question. The Two Rivers is part of what country? Well, I missed it. It's not three rivers, so we know it's not Pittsburgh. That is correct. It is not Pittsburgh. That is worth two points. Excellent. <laughs> now, I believe it's uh, the Westlands. Uh, that, the th that is incorrect. The Westlands is, is the name for the continent, not for the country. Uh, uh, opening it up to anybody else. Anybody else. What country is the two rivers a part of? Randland. <laughs> Siobhan gets a, a point just for that. <laughs> there, nothing ever happens in the East. It's always Westeros <laughs> and Westlands and West. Never Easteros. Uh, Easteros is an incorrect answer. Uh, that gets you negative points. Uh, oh, no, I said it's never Easteros, which would technically be true. So uh, means... I don't care. I still want to give you negative two points. I figured. <laughs> yeah. But Easteros doesn't exist, so that would that deduct from the non-existent points? Don't take my non-existent points. I earned those. I'm fine with negative points that I can't subtract from my non-existent points. 
the answer we were looking there for there is Andor. The Two Rivers <laughs> is part of the country of Andor. And not going to get confusing at all with the new Star Wars coming out. Right. Called Andor. Spelled the same. Andor. Come to beautiful Andor. Right next door to either butt. I think you broke Ruark. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think you you broke Ruark. <laughs> and down. <laughs> Someone pressed the well, button. Well, you broke them, you bought them. Uh, <laughs> this, this, this is both going worse than I thought and better than I thought. So this is, this I'm glad is, to uh, hear it and sorry. Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, Saima, who is our next contestant? Next up, we have Samaria. Samaria, your question. King Aemon and Queen Eldraine rule over what nation? King Aemon and Queen Eldraine rule over what nation? Well, don't remember the name of it, but I remember Loghain wanted it. Oh, gosh. Hmm. I, I believe you you were speaking of Gaelden. Gaelden? Am I? I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. I don't know. You tell me. Let's see if it's on the board. And oh, no, I'm sorry. That is Ooh. not the correct answer. I have an answer. Uh, DW, for the That'd steel. That'd be the Rhythm Nation. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That is worth uh, three groans. Uh, I will give you three groans. I'm not going to win the final prize, but I'm going to have the most groans and the most non-existent points. That's like well, I was going to ask. Game's not over yet, buddy. Are those existent groans or non-existent groans? So I know which category to put them into. Groans are definitely existent. Yes, I think a non-existent groan is a yawn. Wow, we're getting philosophical now. Uh, okay, uh, moving on to our next question. Wait, 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 wait. I have the answer. I have the answer. I believe oh, the oh. answer is Manethrin. Uh, Greg, yes, with 10 points for getting the correct answer and pronouncing it correctly. Ah. You did it, Greg. See, it's not over yet, DW. Uh, those were existent points, and I said I'm not going for those. <laughs> well, Manethrin doesn't exist, so. Anymore. So your points still existed at some point. And then they got taken the over past. by Trollocs, I guess? Yeah, your, you, your you points point. should have been better defended. This feels like Algebra 2 class. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've given up on my point for calculator. <laughs> and we've broken the point system. Next up, we have DW. And a com completely random question for DW is... Oh, my favorite kind. What color is Tom's coat? Multiple. Uh, that it would, it was brown, red. Um, I think there was some yellow in there. What color is Tom's coat? It's the coat of many colors. I will allow two existent points for that. And yet still, what color is Tom's coat? Anybody I don't else know why I keep repeating this. Rest, <laughs> opening up to the rest of the panel. What color is Tom's coat? I don't know, but I'd love to hear him cover Coat of Many, many Colors. Uh -huh. I'm covering Dolly Parton. That would oh. be a lovely thing. Uh, you get seven points for the idea of Tom covering Dolly Parton. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to wash it with a little bit of bleach color. Color it is. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. It's actually 
a bright pink. It's just that dirty from having been worn this long and never seen laundry. My man Tom is not that dirty, okay? Uh, what is the correct answer, Saima? I would have accepted. His coat is green. And for the bonus, what color is the inside of his coat? And I believe DW did answer that with multiple green, pink, yeah, yellow. Yeah. Okay. Other other answers we would have accepted were it is awesome colored. Yes. Oh, <laughs> dang it. That that answer I should have given. Yeah, yeah really. Patchwork. I, for, for, for not getting that answer, DW, you get three minus non-existent points. <gasps> oh, that took away his non-existent points. Although I have no idea how to calculate. I have no idea how to calculate those anymore. <laughs> Leave me with two. Theoretical game show physics here. Siobhan, your question. What was the name of the family on whose farm Rand, Matt, and Tom stayed for the night? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> um, I will give you one shirt. honesty point. <laughs> I, I will give you one honesty point for having no idea and i'm going to give you seven uh whole points for for star trek reference uh, i oh, believe i believe that was the late family the uh, late family, family. Red, yeah, red, yeah. red shirt yes the non-existent uh, family four <laughs> points for greg for for following on the joke uh is it grinwell it was grinwell Ooh. Very good. Uh, five actual go real points for DW. Nice. And the paying. Now, attention. how to convert them to non-existent? <laughs> <laughs> Just think negative thoughts. No, that detracts. <laughs> you can't go. It's a time. If, if you look at a timeline, then there's positive and negative. You have to go off of that. So you can't go negative or positive. You have to go off of that line. I just want to tell you that I'm just randomly marking now. Just randomly. That's all right. The points I believe were being awarded randomly, so marking them randomly is also perfectly legitimate. It'll all come out in the wash. Speaking of coming out in the wash, our next contestant is Greg. Uh, Greg, speaking of the Grinwells, little Helga gives Matt her doll. What was the doll's name? Betsy Wetsy. I will give you two points for starting with the right letter. It was, uh, I, I know it was a hero from the Age of Legends. Uh, Belinda? <laughs> um, I'm going to give you three extra points for, for having the Completely right answer with the wrong answer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, opening that up to the rest of the panel. Anybody? Who was that doll? I, I remember the I name was very Bridget. similar. Yeah, that's that's where I was going because I remember it being very similar to um, breed of like Irish mythology. So mm-hmm. Bridget or Brigitte, Brigitte or something Brigitte, like that. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'll, I will give all of you uh, three sparkly points each. Ooh, I have a point for 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 <laughs> for everybody getting that kind of correct together. You get three Brigitte. sparkly points. Brigitte Nilsson. Birgitta. Birgitta. Birgitta is the correct answer. And for bonus points, what's her superpower, according to Helga? Ooh. Oh. 
Oh. Oh. Oh, I remember loving that answer too. Oh, <laughs> maybe the power of telekinesis—the power to move you. Well, we see what my dog thought of that answer. <laughs> the dog is a tenacious D fan. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give DW a point for remembering that he loved the answer. Helga. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I earn points. It was a great answer. I don't remember it, but it was fantastic. <laughs> Little Helga said that Begita protects you while you sleep. That's no. right. Aww. That's right. I remember totally dawing during that moment. <laughs> she, and that's she probably why the, that doll. <laughs> that's probably why the dog went off because that's the dog's job to keep you safe while you sleep. Nice. Mm. Nice way to bring it all back around full circle. You get how, you how get one po- you get one purple point for that. No purple oh, points. How, how many does your you dog get? You have the get, only though? purple point though. Uh, the dogs don't care about points. So the dogs oh, already yeah. won the game. We're just playing for second place. <laughs> I, I want you to know. I want you to know that purple points are very rare. The, those are the chase points. Those those only come like Ooh. one to a gross in in, in in when they get packed. So so that that's a very important point you just got right there. Okay, it's the foil wrapped point. Yes. <laughs> It's shaped like a swan. And or now, a swan. <laughs> and now trying to bring this back onto the rails, uh, our next contestant is Samaria. Samaria, how would you greet an Ogier? Probably just like that with wonder and awe. Um, <laughs> I, you get I, a point I'm, for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you uh, five, bar- five sparkly points for that. Yes. Oh. Plus my one, because okay. that's a great one. Thank you. <laughs> no, there's a real answer. What did Maureen say? She did it, you know, squee out, as we used to say on the internet about 10 years ago. Um, gosh. I forget. But I remember loving it. That's so sad. Uh, one point for loving it. Yep. Uh, we'll open that up to the rest of the, the panel. How would you greet an Ogia? Hi, Ogia. Um, I'm going to give you three negative points for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Deserve. Deserve. Yeah. 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 Uh, Saima, what is our correct answer? Glory to the builders. Yeah. Glory to the builders. Yes, it's so classy. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And for bonus points, if you were an Ogier, how would you respond after receiving somebody's name? And time running out. Three, two, one. Your name sings in my ears. Uh. My husband actually got this earlier. I was so shocked. I would have fallen over if I wasn't sitting down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, moving on. Our next contestant is DW. DW. Bring it on. The head of the Green Aja uses what title? What is the title for the head of the Green Aja? In all honesty, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what the Green Aja specifically do. It's not like I I I'm clear on the blue, I'm clear on the red, I'm clear on the yellow. Green is the warriors, right? Yeah, warriors. Okay. Um I don't know, four star general. I'm going to give you six speculative speculative points for <laughs> that that 
awesome bit of speculation right there that actually landed very close to the truth. Ooh, oh, captain, my captain. But you have um, to be standing on a desk to say it. I, I will give you three more <laughs> speculative points for that uh, and open it up to the rest of the, the panel. Uh, high commander? Supreme commander? No, no. Megamind? Uh, Captain of the guards? Did you say Megamind? Chief of police. <laughs> I, I will give Siobhan one bonus point for uh, getting half of it. Ooh, the correct an- top dog? The correct answer is Captain General. Uh, so I gave the answer in both of my answers. Which is why you got so many speculative points. That yes. is so, that's so me. To get the right answer with being completely unaware that I'm getting the right answer. Yep, yep, that's me. You, you headed in the wrong direction and ended up at the right place anyway? Yep, yeah. yep. I am the very model of a modern Captain General. Oh, now I have to write yeah, that. I was going to say, it's, it's only a matter of time before that actually happens. <laughs> All right, I'll start working on it after this session. How many points do Gilbert and Sullivan get? And our next contestant is Siobhan. Siobhan, who wears the coolest jewelry? Mm. Um, I'm ha- going to have to go with Elena because of that whole beaded bodice thing. Before I assign points, I'm going to open this up to the rest of the panel. Lord Agomar. He's got to have the accessories to go with that jacket. I, I got to say, my first thought is I'm going through all the jewelry in there. I was like, was any of them made of ice? Is it, is it the cool? A hint. <laughs> that has to be <laughs> the temperature lowest jewelry. I, I love how your brain has totally got to that level of <laughs> like real <laughs> nitty gritty. <laughs> what, what are the signs in this? I like that. I'm going to give you. I, I think he deserves another three speculative points. Okay. For that. <laughs> Samaria, do you have an answer to this one? The coolest? Um, Moraine, when she got all gussied up for Swan. That was cool. I will accept all those answers because most any answers will do, but my personal favorite was La Trepose Desume with her awesome earring chain combo. Is that how you say her name? I believe. That's the way Luce Theron says it in that episode, La Trepose Desume. Oh, I didn't. Catch that, that, and it's good to know how to pronounce that because I kept saying decume. <laughs> decume must be hanging out with her friend Penlope. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to go to Chipotle lately. Yeah. Or later. Yeah, if, um, and eventually Hermione is going to join them. Exactly. Yeah. Would you uh, also accepted the, the woman that was wearing the bracelet that, uh, that our man Matt stole in episode one? Dania's bracelet? I, totally would have accepted that but she's not wearing it anymore since she stole it so that is true she was she was was the most fashionable until so it was it was the coolest in terms of it was the most important to a plot point that's true yeah but it's the hottest in the terms that it's stolen and therefore hot goods correct Mm. correct but also she she was also a hottie so yeah oh yeah 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 her temperature was definitely uh up there yeah yeah i mean the jewelry for everyone was amazing but yeah having watched the last episode i love that one what a job to be able to go shopping for what jewelry or or find what jeweler you're going to do you you know hire to bring on and like this is our world we need you to define the jewelry styling of this you know imaginary world i love that idea i also would have given um double 
purple star points to anyone that had said the dark one or Luce Theron's rings. Because yeah. those were really cool too. Baldur's collection of rings. Oh. They're definitely not body temperature anymore. Oh, points. Can, can the contestants can the contestants give out points? Go, have we devolved to that? Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead we have Mark. lost control. <laughs> uh, and before we move on to our next contestant, which is Greg, I just want to quickly uh, take five points away from DW just because I can. Yes. Hey. <laughs> and Greg. Wait, that means you made five of my points non-existent. Uh, I did not make them non-existent. I took them away from you. They still exist. They're just my points now. <sighs> I give. I give up. I just like my point system is just like crazy. how many points do you have? Rock? Saima is tracking all um, of this. I have. I have listening. all the points. I am the points bank. So, <laughs> so okay. yeah. Um, your question: This character, name this character, will flirt with anything with a pulse. Oh, well, there's Matt. We know that. Uh, who else will flirt with anything with a pulse? Uh, hmm. Hmm. Running uh, out of time. I would have to say Harry Styles. Uh, Harry Styles. Uh, I have no idea who that is, so I will give you negative three points. Yeah. Uh, open that up to anybody else. Which character will flirt with anything that moves? I'm trying to remember his name. The kid from the Tuatha An. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will give you nine points for that. It was Aram, the kid from the Tuatha An. I would have also accepted Matt. I said Matt at the beginning. You said it at the beginning, but you did not lock it in as your answer. You oh. locked in Harry Styles. I'm, now we're getting I'm, technical. I'm, yeah. I'm roughing on on her name, but the uh, the the dark one or the dark friend who uh, almost betrayed them. She was ready to Dana. flirt with anything to get her yeah. point. Dana. Yeah. Dana. Uh, I, I will give you uh, I will I will give you back your five points for, for pointing you. out an answer that I had not previously considered. Yes, no. you are correct. And uh, before we move on to Samaria, I'm going to take five points away from DW once again. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Foiled. Samaria, your question. This is a multi-part question where you can rack up a whole lot of points right now. The Ajas. How many Ajas are there? Can you name the colors and their functions? Oh, man, maybe. Let's go. Okay, so we have the blues, which are for truth and justice, but really they're spies. There's the red, which are our good girls gone bad uh, manhunting <laughs> parties. There's the green, which are our Powerpuff girls. They fight crime. There's the brown librarians, who are the silent but deadly types. There are the yellow ones who could kill you but won't. They'll just heal you instead. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there's the black, but we don't speak on them because they technically don't exist. Who am I missing? I said brown. I said white. Did I say white? Gray. Oh, you there's did not gray. Say white. There's gray. Oh God, who are they? Um, that wasn't meant to rhyme. 
um let's see oh that, our researchers because there are librarians and then there are researchers and they are not the same so they collect the knowledge and then are then they hand it over to the brown librarians and said you figure out what to do with this and they're the white and they're the interns <laughs> <laughs> okay i know we're not done but basically samari is one like I'm gonna say Samaria only only missed one. Oh, I'm one correct answer. Oh, there's all, gold. All I forget there's no, gold. No, no, there no. Gold? You you, you got gold? all you got all the Ajas, you got all the colors. Okay. You just missed messed up on one of one of their uh uh, uh purposes. Oh damn. <laughs> the Greys are like diplomats, right? They're politicians. And Siobhan just picked up the extra point. Okay. <laughs> So Samaria for getting 99% of that answer correct, you just got 99 points. Hey. Well deserved. And well deserved. Siobhan, for getting the last bit of that, you get an extra point. Nice. Teamwork makes the dream. And with that, we come back around to DW. Next question for DW. Who says his strength is more than anything I've ever seen? There are so many dirty answers to this question. Yeah, yes, yes, there are. I, 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 I can't remember her name, and I'm, I feel bad that I, I'm bad on names. I, I will admit fully in every series I read, I'm bad on names. But if I remember correctly, it's the um, the I said I we lose uh, when she's referring to Loghain. And I, th I think the fact that we lose her took me out of any humor answer because I immediately was like, oh. But I think I remember her telling that to um, Moraine when she's asking about this this pseudo dragon. Is it Alana? Karene. Correct, Greg. Karene. It was Alana. Oh, uh -huh. were you were thinking about Karene. Yes, yes, I was. <laughs> so Greg, Greg just got a three time three times point multiplier for that for getting the correct answer, although he was thinking of the incorrect answer. And our next co contestant, Siobhan, your question. Filthy.song call this area the Aiel Waste. What is it really called? Season two. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Survey says? Um, I will give I you remember. four points for that. Uh, opening it up to the rest of the panel. What is the true name of the Aiel Waste? Cleveland? Mm -mm. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to give you negative 20 points for that answer. I don't know, man. I've been to Cleveland. <laughs> okay. Okay. Dallas. I will give you negative 30 points for that answer. <sighs> the answer we were looking for was threefold land. The threefold land. Nope. Not ringing a bell. Also known as Pittsburgh. I got nothing. <laughs> threefold River Stadium. <laughs> oh, boy. Next up, we have Greg. Greg, who has green IKEA cushions in their room? Green IKEA cushions. Hmm. Uh trying to think whose room we were in that had something like that. Would that would that be Lan? Nope. I will go with Suan because A, we saw her room and I didn't she No, she didn't come from green. Anybody else? Uh the director's trailer. I'm going with Alana just because, you know, someone who's that addicted to comfort is going to have cushions. 
Oh, but would they be from Ikea? What age would have Ikea? Oh, was it loyal? Because that's all he can afford. <laughs> <laughs> On a librarian's does work. salary. Love it. Yeah, it does I work a library. It. Yeah. <laughs> Funny thing is the Ikea pillows have like 55 parts and, and the directions are in Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> the only pillows you need an Allen wrench to put together. So probably Loyal is the only one that would actually be able to understand. But it's actually Louis that Louis Theron's baby's room. So whether that was the nursery, uh, there were green IKEA cushions. Oh, Seriously, okay. I've Did seen they those. say IKEA on them? Well, you know, I think it was episode eight. They were running out of budget, and they just. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. right next to that famous water bottle that was in that Game of Thrones episode. Yeah, I, I think it was the the infamous Flurfinsitten. Uh, <laughs> no, no, the Flurfinsittens have the tassel. It's the Fliegen und Glugerts. Oh, right, right, right. Actually, those might have been the blue ones that Latre Posay was sitting on. So, who knows? I was just really taken by the, yeah, totally. Ikea, I've seen them. <laughs> Look, they're not going to sew new pillows for a series. Samaria, so how many forsaken figurines did Stefan have on his altar? So many. Um, there were a lot. Let's see. I'm going to pick a number, a random number. Seven. Opening it up to the rest of the panel. 42. <laughs> that is the answer to everything. Yes. Life, the universe, and everything. Uh, so we've got seven, 42, 10. Uh, Siobhan, what is your answer? It's like Price is Right. Yeah, yeah. Can't go over yeah. You know what? I'm actually gonna throw my vote in behind seven because that just seems to be an important number. Okay. Uh, Siobhan and Samaria each get seven points for getting seven out of eight correct. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and for the bonus point, where did Stepan get them? No, I don't know. Pier one. No, did, were he, did he inherit Ikea. them from his mom? Ding, ding, ding. Nice. Yes. Well done. That's, that's five points for inheriting them from his mom and three points for both of the other answers. <laughs> Somebody was paying attention. What What my mind me. latches on to makes no sense. <laughs> of all the details to remember. <laughs> and for the final question of our quiz show, DW. Yep. According to Matt... What should be two hands taller than the person who is using it? Uh, it's not a sword. That'd be ridiculous. I mean, Zweihanders are tall, but it shouldn't be two hands taller than you. Um, I, I, I kind of want to say uh, shovel so that, or the axe so he stops letting anybody help him cut firewood. <laughs> um, You're saying he's trying to put a long handle on his axe? I think so. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, quarterstaff. Okay. Opening it up to the rest of the panel. I'm going to say it's a bow that has to remain strong at all times. <laughs> Anybody else? The horse you rode in on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give DW negative five points. For just because. Just, just because. I will give Greg, uh... I, I give you 10 points for getting the answer correct. It is a longbow, and I am uh, deducting 12 points for saying that you should walk around with it strong all the time. Uh, 
I was just I was just doing what he does. <laughs> Bonus question for each one of our panelists. We're going to go through you one at a time and get your answer to this. But according to this character, these other two characters are much better with women. DW. Um, I'd say that it's Rand talking about Matt and I don't think it'd say it about Perrin. <laughs> um, mm. No, I'll say it's Perrin saying it about Matt and Rand. Perrin saying it about Matt and Rand. Okay, Greg. Oh, yeesh. I do not know. Uh, I will say it's... Uh, I'll say it's Lan saying it about... Uh, the uh elena's warders okay land saying it about ivan and maxime samaria greg stole my answer but i don't think that he said <laughs> it i think Stepan said it Stepan, and the other okay. two are ivan and maxime again yes alana's boys okay and siobhan i'm gonna steal part of dw's answer i think um Perrin, Rand, and Matt each say it about the other two. Because Perrin, don't forget, Perrin was married. Yes. Yeah, and, but a total awkward marriage. And to award points for that, uh, Greg and Samaria uh, each get 12 speculative points for their speculative takes. Okay. Uh, DW gets 10 points for being correct. And Siobhan gets 10,000 points for being absolutely 100% correct. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and that's the end of our game show. Uh, the winner of the entire game show was Saima, who didn't even know she was playing. <laughs> well, because we scored, we gave her, we gave her purple points for each t attempt she made at trying to figure out a score. Yeah, this Which is, this, ended her with like infinity my, my, purple my points. My scoreboard. I started yeah. at the top, then I went to college, <laughs> and, then I, and, then I, and then I gave up. I was just for, like, for it's, those it's not able to see, it, it is it's equivalent of organization descending into chaos on a page. <laughs> it's three dimensional chess rendered in two dimensions. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Completely. I was just like, I, I, I have I to say, run, run as, as soon as I knew you were going to try to track the score, I was bound and determined to make the score untrackable. Yeah. Thanks. Yes. Nice. <laughs> it's fine it's fine because i won so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now you get to know where all the fills in your area are oh no it doesn't tell you where just that they're close and that game was a lot of fun we're gonna go to a quick commercial break and then come back with mailbag hey have you heard about our sponsor four cats boutique so I just pulled up their website to have a look right now, and I am seeing bookmarks, earrings, uh, jewelry, pr art prints, um, cards. I see uh, Fantastic Four. I see Moon Knight. Wheel of Time is here. Star Wars. Lots and lots of fandoms. Lots of really gorgeous artwork. Lots of collectibles. Things to hang on your wall. Definitely a site worth checking out. And of course, Lord of the Ring things as well. So definitely check them out. That's Four Cats Boutique on Etsy. That's number four, cats with a K, number four, Four Cats Boutique. Check them out. 
I have new respect for DW's job. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And coming back from break, we are going to go right into mailbag. 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 Makes you want to wag your tail. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's my favorite so far. (laughs) Simon, you want to kick us off? Yeah, we have uh, three three letters in our mailbag. And uh, two from Down Under. So we're going to start off with Lisa. Lisa says, hello to all of you from way down under, Australia, where the weather is becoming what we call cold. And I try to ignore how long we have to wait for season two. You and all of us, Lisa. Yeah. Thank you for keeping me company on long drives while studying and any moment I have to myself. It's been so lovely following your adventure into a series I have known and loved since my teenage years waiting patiently and sometimes impatiently for the next book and rereading the series often. Despite knowing the series so well, your conversations have made me look at things differently and in a new light. Thank you for that too. Lisa continues, regarding the femme perspective, and I write this as a white pan cis woman, I found the differences between book women and show women profound. I never thought Jordan wrote particularly strong women. Don't hate me. But... The braid-tugging, skirt-smoothing, difficulty-making decisions really bothered me, especially in characters like Nynaeve, who should have been such a strong leader. I felt that while women had positions of power, the Aes Sedai anyway, they were still far more weak, essentially, than masculine characters. And there is a spoiler-redacted point here, and all I will say is, yes, absolutely, I agree. Uh, Me as well, yeah. Uh, Lisa continues... Rafe has helped these characters become more three-dimensional, more genuinely powerful, and I love how invested I am with them, particularly Nynaeve, who is now a favourite instead of one I didn't really get. I cried when she channeled and let out fuck yes at her power. Not the only one there, I think. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that uh, Madeline said that exact same thing. Lisa continues, representation matters, strong femme characters matter. And I would say, fuck yes to that too. Amen. She continues, I had the same reaction to Maxim and Ivan's relationship. It was such a non-issue of how affectionate they are. And I just loved it. Affection has a role in masked people as much as power does in femme ones. I love the understated breaking of stereotype. Thank you again from the bottom of my heart, at the bottom of the world, once again, what makes the world a smaller and better place? May you always have water and shade. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Thank you Lisa. Lisa. Yeah. I made my, I made my day. My water is yours and the shade of my septuagint welcomes you. And Lisa also yeah. ends with uh, that um, ends with AKA Lisa Jane in the Facebook groups for 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 me and Ruwak, I suppose. <laughs> and also with a PS, sorry for the essay. It totally was not an essay. We are always grateful to hear as much or as little as our listeners have to say. So thank you so much for writing in. Yes, thank you. I feel like us TV only people are finally starting to understand what the book readers went through. Waiting for the next <laughs> book to come out. So we are we are learning your pain. <laughs> And then we've got a second mailbag, also from Down Under. Uh, This is from our friend Tari, Tari Sadai. 
Uh, Tari says, hi, guys and gals and non-binary pals. I'm Tari Sadai, and I hail from the land of the Mad Men, uh, which I'm going to explain that to the, the panel right now. Um, this isn't really much of a spoiler. Um, you haven't seen the map of the entire world that we're in yet. But I can tell you that in the lower right-hand corner in a very similar place that we are accustomed to seeing Australia on our own maps is a strange continent called the Land of the Mad Men. So hmm. the fans in that are from Australia like to claim to be from the Land of the Mad Men. Wear it with pride. So it's, cool. so it's not a Mad Max thing. Um, you know, it might be a shout out to Mad Max. Oh, Who knows? Okay, yeah. With, with the number of other shout outs in, in this series, I would not be surprised. There you go. Uh, anyway, uh, Tari Sadai goes on to say, my wonderful mother, Koala Sadai, put me onto this podcast and I was not disappointed. I'm truly so lucky to have her to share this addictive fandom with, but it is so lovely to be able to have an extended community family to be able to interact with as well. So thank you for all your beautiful contributions over the course of the podcast. That, that's for you panelists. That was a big oh, thank you to you. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank, you. <laughs> thank you for listening. As many panelists and mailbag write-ins have shared, I also suffer from a myriad of mental and physical health issues, so your discussions on those topics specifically have been so insightful and inclusive to listen to, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. And just an aside, as a survivor of suicide attempts, I reiterate that anyone suffering, please reach out and talk to a loved one or a professional because you are loved, valued, and do not deserve to feel the way you do in those incredibly dark times. And I think that that comes from all of us, not just from you. Yes. Yeah, echo. yeah, it does. Echo, absolutely. Death, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so after all that, uh, sorry, I'm a bit long-winded like Jordan himself. I, 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 you know, I'm noticing a lot of our mailbag writers seem to seem to uh, think that they're too long-winded. But if you're a fan of The Wheel of Time, then you should be used to long-winded. So I was going to say, from your <laughs> descriptions, there was no five pages describing the pen she was writing with. So yeah. I think we're good. <laughs> And also, who wouldn't want to be compared to Jordan? I think that's yeah. an amazing yeah. honor, so right away. Uh, so, Tari uh, Sadai goes on to say, the reason I wanted to write in was that I have noticed a trend in content creation around the Watt TV show specifically becoming more and more negative. This really makes me sad because I love the books and I also love the show, and so to find a space where the show is celebrated and fresh eyes are seeing so much nuance and value in what was created is a gift for me. So I just wanted to say a huge thank you to you all for that. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome and it's, thank you. And it's completely sincere. I am absolutely loving this series. Yes. Me too. Uh, to, oh, go ahead, Samaria. No, I just wanted to say me too. Uh, two small add-ons. Firstly, to Ruark. Mezzanine by Massive Attack is most certainly a masterpiece, and I can't recommend it enough. Uh, yeah, you get uh, 12 points for, for, <laughs> for that. You're, you're absolutely correct. Uh, second, seriously, fuck cancer. I agree. Yes. You get a purple point for yep. fuck cancer. Yep. Always. And to end, the answer to answer the question of a song that would be my theme, I put forward special ones by George for myself. They're a local Australian band and are beautifully haunting, and I'd strongly recommend checking them out. And And I did do just that, and they, they are a very good band. It actually reminded me uh, of, of a band called Mandalay that I used to listen to. So if, if, if you like George, which I would say go check it out, you might also like Mandalay. 
And she go. finishes Much Love, Tara Sedai. Much Thank love you. back. Thank you. Thank you. That, Thank was, you. that was fantastic. And also a huge and shout out to to Mom Koala Sedai for yes. uh, uh-huh. getting into for what, listening to it. the podcast and telling uh, her daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm gonna go track down that band. Yes. And then finally, we have uh, Dan writing in again, our good friend Dan, who's written in before. Hi, Dan. Hey, Dan. Uh, Dan says, good evening, Ruach, Saima, and panel. I just finished the latest episode and was so enjoyable. I think what I loved most about this week was how the panel kept reading between the lines during the discussion and leading Ruach right to their next talking point. You all are really starting to pick up on the concepts and nuances of the Wheel of Time and how Robert Jordan wrote things. I will admit I may have messed up the last month or so as I usually listen to each episode as soon as it releases and now don't have anything to listen to during my road trip for my move. Upside is I will now be out Ruark's way and I'm really excited to be back west again. As for our final question this week, my Angrial is an object that immediately puts the user into a deep restful sleep. As always, keep up the great work, Dan. That is a lovely oh, turn. Yeah. yeah. Much better than that. <laughs> we could all use a turn. <laughs> we all want that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe that one looks like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Funny enough, Sonic the Hedgehog does put my son to a nice sleep. So, Well, there you go. That might, might, might track. But it's awesome to have um, people writing in, um, you know, again. Um, these are our regular listeners and we really appreciate hearing from all of you and yes. how, you're, how you're receiving yes. each episode so thank you so much and if you want to write in you can write that to whatwatchparty at gmail.com that's w-o-t watchparty at gmail.com you can also find us on twitter at whatwatchparty and also on instagram so as usual we want to say thank you to Michael and Jen out at the secret watch party island headquarters thank you Michael and Jen thank, thank you Michael and Jen secret island and a double extra shout out for me for being awesome. Yes. <laughs> extra shout out or the sparkly. I, w- I want the purple out. sparkly shout out. That's right. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I'm te- I'm tempted to give you a negative shout out for all the points you stole from me today. <laughs> if I didn't love you as much as I do, Ruard. <laughs> and final question for the panel: What is your consolation prize? A year's supply of rice a the San Francisco treat, and turtle wax. Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe not being asked questions for a while. Nice. <laughs> You're still asking questions. This second-hand car! <laughs> Last year's top-of-the-line rice cooker. There you go. I have my eye on those green IKEA put cushions. today's episode brought to you by ikea (laughs) i'd also take the ceramic dog from uh, wheel of fortune i was gonna say uh i won so haha (laughs) (laughs) i didn't even know i was playing and i won that's the best best game ever (laughs) and my consolation prize is i get to go edit this That's a movie prize if I've ever heard one. Yeah, good luck. Oh, this is going to be so much fun to (laughs) edit. You have brought this on yourself, Jesse. I know, I know. I have nobody to blame.
I could have said that in Wallace Shawn's voice, I would have. (laughs) (laughs) Another one to Google. Never get into a land war in Asia. Right. Oh, Quark! Yes. Gotcha. (laughs) (sighs) Um, DW, you've been strangely silent. No, I just, I... I went on a whole digression for 20 minutes. I figured I'd let other people talk. Leave some oxygen for the rest of us, would you? I was trying to be respectful. (laughs) So it's all good. Oh, okay. Unless anybody else wants to chime in about Thor, we can switch back over to that. I'm kidding. Okay, how do we get back into this? Um, Uh, Are there any other parts of There are four location shots. Yes. Okay, so... Bring us back into it somehow, because I'm going to have to edit out a whole chunk there. Okay. So we've mentioned some of the locations. We've got the wheel. And it's my turn to ask the question. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no applause. No applause the second wait, time wait, around. Do people, no, no, people, they, they, they do people ever ask if we rehearse these? <laughs> yeah, I think they will know the answer now. Okay. Yeah. Two weeks of rehearsal. It's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I told you guys to memorize the scripts. What's going on? 